Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing More than a feeling To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save your life To be powered by love I'm Pastor Nathan Mugas, pastor here at Elk River Lutheran Church. I'm Lisa Sampson, Director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministry. Jeremy Halquist, Minister of Congregational Care and Discipleship. And I'm Taylor Quinn, the Director of Music and Worship. And we welcome you here, and we're excited to explore this theme, Still Called to Be. And uh, we're going to continue with the scripture reading from Matthew chapter 12. And so uh, let's give a listen to that reading. Good morning. The reading for today comes from Matthew chapter 12, verses 1 to 8. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck grains and to eat. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which it was not lawful for him or his companions to eat, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and yet are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Here ends the reading. Well, as we said, our theme for today is still called to be, or called to be still, whichever way you want to say it, Yoda or uh, traditional. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so we're thinking about restfulness and Sabbath and finding rest. And this scripture reading speaks to it, I think, just beautifully. And it's a tie back to that David story. But uh, as we were thinking about this, Jeremy told us a joke that I thought was really funny. And then he said, it's actually more of a novel story. Right. Uh, but so we want to reflect <laughs> on uh, Sabbath and restfulness here today. And so, Jeremy, why don't you tell us your novel story sure. slash joke? <laughs> well, there's this great story that runs around the webs every once in a while. And it's about a pastor who, a congregation member, comes into his office and says, Pastor, I got to know, tell me all about Sabbath. Like, what does Sabbath mean? And so Pastor, being the smart guy in the room, says, you know, well, it's a day of rest. It's a day of finding comfort and peace and connection with God. Um, and so the, the congregation member sits there and kind of ponders on this for a little bit. And he goes, so Pastor, what day is your Sabbath? And the pastor says, well, very seriously, in all matter of fact, he says, well, you know, the devil never takes a day off, so I don't either. The congregation member quickly responds and says, well, Pastor, I think you need a better role model. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's so good. There you go. 
I think it is so good because I mean it's kind of it's kind of funny like throws it back in his face I love that but also it's because this idea of Sabbath comes straight from the story of creation that that it is God is the role model for Sabbath right. and and Jesus preaches about the importance of it and uh, yeah I think it is a great way of thinking about this whole Sabbath idea right <laughs> it's good too like to take that intentional break of what does it mean to um, to always be busy in the world yeah. and not have that moment of stepping back and going, oh, yeah, I need to just breathe. I need to take a break. I need to reconnect with my faith or God or, yep. you know, however we think about that. But just to take that intentional time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this story, uh, some of you who have been tuning in for the last few weeks or this month, I guess, would maybe recognize that we touched on this story at one point because it ties into the David story. If you remember uh, David, at the time when he's on the run from King Saul, uh, Jesus mentions that he and his companions go to the priests and they need help and uh, they need this holy bread and the, or they need something to eat and the only food that there is is the holy bread. And so they kind of break that rule of only certain people at certain days could eat the bread and allow David to be fed. And Jesus uses that as an example of Yes, rules, like religious rules are important and helpful to a point, but gracefulness and serving those around you, grace and serving are always going to be more important than that. And and so that's an interesting way of thinking about Sabbath, too. Um, later in the, or in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus talks about Sabbath and says this. I want to read just a couple verses because I think this really sets the table in a good way in the way that the joke does as well uh, for that this is mark chapter 2 uh, it's verses 27 and 28 it says then jesus said to them the sabbath was made for humankind not humankind for the sabbath so the so the son of man is lord of even the sabbath like this is one of the Ten Commandments: honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. We are supposed to find a day, uh, have this day of rest. But it's not just because it's a rule randomly. Like this rule was created for our own good, right? Mm -hmm. And so I love the idea that Jesus says that the Sabbath was made for humankind, not humankind for the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. I love the idea. Well, first I'm thinking about. I love how he. He says in the Bible that hum being a human is important. You know, that that Sabbath is there for us mm -hmm. as a living, breathing human being, not a deity, not, a, not robots or animals. It's for us and, and gives. I've always loved those moments in Scripture that kind of tell us that we are human, yeah. you know, and we have to acknowledge that. Well, it well, gives us permission to take mm -hmm. that rest that it's holy. Yeah. and that we shouldn't just take it for granted. Um, remember when we started uh, COVID, we all talked about how we were going to live into that rest of being in our homes with our families and things. And I don't know, we're still here doing COVID and we have to do life. So yeah. are we taking Sabbath and time for ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was laughing at this though, because I like, I don't think I'm any better at taking any rest than I was six or eight mm -hmm. months ago. Like yeah. rest is sort of that thing that happens to someone else. Sure. Um, but I think there's this like need to take a rest. Yeah. But I don't feel like COVID has forced me to slow down as much as I was dreaming and hoping it would. Why is it that 
I, I could have added to that is it's just for those lazy people over there. Right. Why do we assign a stereotype that if you actually take time for yourself, you say no to some commitments or to some things people ask you to do because you're going to do some self-care, why do we deny ourselves that? Yeah. Why do we feel guilty? There's shame and guilt in that. Right. I have kept coming back to that phrase, something Taylor brought up in, in the midst of the conversation months ago, that we are human beings or that, yes. mm-hmm. say it for we are human beings, not, not human, human doings. doings. Right. And, and, and I think that is, that is this conversation, that being human means taking time for rest, but that is countercultural. Like, we are human doings. I am a human doing way more often than I'm a human being, I think. And yet, when I am a human being, when I am just dwelling in the moment, life is way better <laughs> for mm-hmm. me and for those around me, frankly. Right. I think it's interesting, Jesus's words, some, that something greater than the temple is here. Mm-hmm. Like I love yeah. that line love it. because it makes me realize that how often I fail to stop and acknowledge that something greater. Yeah. Um, I'm so busy in all the other aspects that I forget to go, oh yeah, I need to, I need to focus that space in just creating an atmosphere of God. What does that look like to sit in? Yeah. Yeah. We weren't created to do things. We were created to be ourselves and to worship God yeah. and to love him. And when we're so busy vacuuming, dusting, working, uh, getting ready for fall, doing all those other things that we don't take time to do those things, even the, the, even the relaxing things that we enjoy doing yeah. that give us, that give us, it's food for us. Because that's, I thought about even like, this fall, especially with kids going back to school, it's always a chaotic time, but there's just so much anxiety and worry about all the common things, like the going back to school or you know, just going out to a restaurant. All these things are just a little like anxiety producing. So I find myself like one of the barriers to restfulness now is just anxiety and worry. And I'm not a big worrier mm-hmm. on a normal basis, but I am more lately. And I think that proves to be a barrier to Sabbath time. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've noticed there. There's a. I have a. I have a. Um, a routine or a cycle that I go through, and it's about this time every year. Well, we're in August right now as a pre-recording, but uh, I always get anxious about planning the the program year, and I've I've noticed this in my in my in in just even like playing for Christmas or for Easter or whatnot that I am so anxiety is enough in my body where I can't let it not be in my head, you know, and, and when, when a project is accomplished, that's when I can rest. Mm. But I have to find that, you know, one of the things as we were beginning this conversation is thinking the Sabbath was written to be every seven days, every seven days. Mm -hmm. At this point, I don't allow myself to do that. You know, it's, it's when I sense a need to rest, then I'll plan for that rest. I don't make it part of my routine. But it's interesting that we have to plan for it. Like, I love that you just said that because it's so hard to prioritize that space. Yeah. And yet it's something like that, that routine, the seventh day comes no matter what we plan for or prepared for. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think that's probably why God made it a rule, right? Like, because mm-hmm. like you guys aren't probably going to figure this out on your own, right? <laughs> like, like you will be strong. And you know, I think we all, as as church workers, you know, it's a little different. Maybe I mean, if Sunday is kind of the Christian Sabbath day, day of rest. But for us, you know, kind of like, you know, Jesus talks about here, you know, uh, the on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple, they break it because they're working. Well, we're working on the Sabbath, you know, that. And so where are other times during the week and other mm-hmm. places and areas where we find Sabbath and rest? Because I think that's ultimately the big challenge. No matter who you are, what your work schedule is, what life looks like. How do you at least once a week, but ideally every day, find either little moments or prolonged times of rest and Sabbath because we need it? (laughs) And so I think that's where I think we can really reflect on this. And we want to invite you to reflect on uh, where do you find Sabbath in in your lives? And so uh, we're going to share now uh, some videos of us sharing with you all where we find Sabbath in our lives. So here it is. Where do I find Sabbath? Here at the river. Just down Theater with Parkway. Close to the golf course. I think growing up on a farm, whenever life would get stressful or I needed I feel like I needed to get out of the house, I would take walks down into our pasture. And our pasture was was big enough. There was a, a couple wooded areas in our pasture and there was a creek that ran through it and a watering hole which sometimes had was kind of cool because it had crayfish in it crawfish wherever you're from but on those walks in the pasture i would sometimes walk along the the creek listen to the water be in the silence i would sometimes walk into the wooded area and just sit sit near a tree especially if it wasn't hot out (laughs) like today but nowadays though when I need a when I need a Sabbath, when I need a place to rest, I take a walk out here to the river and really listen to the river and to enjoy all the sounds around and it feeds my soul. So that's where I find my Sabbath. Well my place of Sabbath isn't just a place, but also a time of day. Because I like to get up early and have some time where uh, I'm uninterrupted. With three boys in the house, you can imagine that the days are often a little rowdy and rambunctious. And so I like to spend these early morning hours just me having a little cup of coffee. Uh, I do often have my laptop with, getting some work done, but it's uninterrupted work and that is just beautiful. When the weather permits, I like to spend that time out on our little screened in porch, uh, listening to the birds sing, and it is just a beautiful restful time, even if it is a little bit of work time. So, I hope you have a tough place in time like this, too. So where do you find your Sabbath? That's the question Pastor Nathan asked us today. And for me, I often find my Sabbath under the hood of a car. 
that place where I'm working with my hands and I'm enjoying that small sense of accomplishment of bringing something back to life. And so this old car here has been in my family for years. Um, and it's the place of rest for me is often just tinkering and playing and finding joy and recreating. Hi everyone, Lisa here. When we're asked, what is our Sabbath? Pastor Nathan had us thinking about that this week and I realized my Sabbath is when I can curl up with a really good book. I'm a lifelong reader and this bookshelf I'm sitting in front of has contained most of my favorite books that I've ever read. I'm a saver too, and I reread them. I don't read anything real deep. Right now I'm reading Lee Child's latest Jack Reacher novel. But I enjoy getting lost in the stories, and that's where I find rest and peace and Sabbath. Over the last two years, I haven't had much of that. I've been in seminary full-time and working full-time. And so trying to get into the habit of finding that Sabbath rest for me has been kind of challenging sometimes. But this is my favorite place to be is with a book curled up in a corner and reading. Where do you find your Sabbath? Where do you find Sabbath? Where do you find your Sabbath? What is your Sabbath? Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.